to the Train Your Mind podcast. I'm Vanessa Forrester, and I teach athletes how to up-level their performance without buying that next fancy bike, training more, or even racing more. Your next breakthrough performance is closer than you think. Are you ready to train your mind like you train your body? Stick around, and I'll teach you how. Heads up, this episode was originally recorded under a different podcast name, so you might notice me refer to it. I brought all of the episodes here so that you can catch up on the party. Enjoy! Hi athletes, and welcome to episode 8 of the Train Your Mind series on the Iron Woman podcast. Before we dive into today's topic, I wanted to set the stage for it a bit. Up until this point, I have purposely chosen to cover topics that are relevant regardless of the time of year and regardless of what's happening in the world. And while that's also true for today's episode, the reason I chose this topic of mind your controllables is because it's very relevant to now, but also hugely relevant to our training and racing. Let's just say it like it is. For some, stress and anxiety are at an all-time high right now because of what's changing in our world due to the COVID-19 virus. And I'm noticing a almost a new wave of emotional issues and blockages and limitations showing up again with the athletes I coach. And if that's the case in my small circle, I'm going to make the safe assumption that more of you might be struggling with added stress and anxiety and worry and a host of other emotions too. But if you're listening to this years later, and COVID-19 is no longer a potential threat, facilities are open, racing is on, listen on anyway, because whether racing is on pause or the race schedule is hopping, how and when you choose to mind your controllables will very strongly influence your experience. Some of the athletes I work with are going back into lockdown. Some have their pools closing again, and personally, I myself am emotionally preparing for our pool to close again. And some of you haven't even had access to a gym or a pool in months. And that is where we start. Because that's the first thing to take note of. Everyone's circumstances are different. Notice where you might go into a compare and despair when your circumstances change. Looking at your friends with facilities open or less restrictions in place and getting down because you don't have what they have. Time spent wishing that you had what they have is time you could be spending getting creative with what you do have. When our circumstances change, we have two choices always to respond or to react. A response is accomplished with a more evolved and rational part of our brain. The part that's always keeping the long-term goals in mind. But when we react, we're using the less evolved, illogical, primal part of our brain, the part that's most concerned with the here, the now, and the urgency of it all. Everything is urgent, urgent, urgent. For example, you might be going into or back into a lockdown where facilities are closed and access is limited. Reacting looks like allowing your anger and frustration to run the show, to throw tantrums and seeking validation for your feelings by finding people who don't have the same facility restrictions and using that to fuel a victim mentality. On the other side, responding looks like honoring whatever emotions arise 
without giving it power to dictate what you do. It means you pause, observe what your choices are, and proceed with the next best course of action. Both are also options if you're showing up to transition on race morning and you realize that you maybe left all of your race day nutrition back at the hotel. If you're feeling reactionary, that's only because that's the part of your brain that's being used in that moment. But you can choose to respond rather than react. And when you do, you are practicing exactly what this episode is all about. Using choice to mind your controllables. Okay, now let me first address why I chose to call it mind your controllables versus control your controllables, because even if it's just a one word difference, it's intentional. I am a firm, firm believer that our language shapes our reality. So when I use the word control, it comes with this sense of like almost dominance and force. But when I say mind your controllables, it lends to the regard of something as important, putting thought and purpose into it. And when we put thought and purpose into our controllables, we experience them differently. So if a controllable is something we have influence over, I want to offer for you to consider your controllables within three different buckets. One, those you have no influence over. Two, those you have some influence over. And three, those you have complete influence over. So those are our three buckets. And what often happens is our brains trick us into spending more time thinking about what we have no control over at the expense of thinking about what you do have some or complete control over, what falls into those second and third buckets. So to take this from a concept to practical application, it's important to zoom out to see the whole picture, almost the holistic view. Because it could be really easy to end this podcast right now and just say, okay, so you've got your three buckets. Now only worry about what's in the second and third buckets, forget about what's in the first and carry on. That would only be looking at the symptoms instead of addressing the root cause. It's like if you went to the dentist with a toothache and the dentist tells you, just don't chew on that side of your mouth. (laughs) It might work for a short time but we need to figure out what's causing the toothache in the first place. And I want to use my athlete Katie's story to show you how you too can nail this concept. So Katie and I started working together back in August. So we were all several months into dealing what life looks like now with COVID-19. She was already in a pretty disciplined training program and had also actually pretty familiar with the tools I used to coach the mind, but she wanted a more personal experience in order to use this time in lockdown to set herself up well for her next event in June. Well, all was well and good until she went back into lockdown last month and had no access to her gym. Katie is hugely committed to her goal and she had already navigated one lockdown with access to her gym eliminated. And so when it happened again, She was stressed and worried and fearful of her lack of progress and felt entirely out of control. She would say over and over again, I feel 
out of control. I feel so out of control. And what she didn't realize was that her thinking she was out of control was driving her out of control behavior. Because research shows that belief informs behavior. She was in a state of believing, I feel out of control, so she would act out of control by not paying attention to the things that were in her control, not thinking critically, and problem solving to support the next best alternative. You see, feeling out of control is a choice. Of course, everything happening exactly as planned and to our perfect execution of a plan is ideal. But often, that's just not how it plays out in life with COVID-19 or even on the race course. But telling yourself, I feel out of control is not the answer because you will react with emotion and urgency and perpetuate the out of control cycle. When Katie went into that second lockdown and fell out of control, not only did she not have access to her gym, but she stopped paying attention to the things that were working, like her nutrition. She started eating more junk food and it didn't feel her training well. Her sleep. She started staying up later and later. Just one more episode. And her self-care. She loves to take walks by this, li- this river close to home and she stopped doing that. And none of this was particularly on purpose. It was a subconscious self-sabotage. She didn't want to feel out of control, but was slowly giving up even more control. And notice, all three examples I just gave, her nutrition, her sleep, and her self-care, they fall in that third bucket of things she has 100% control over. So instead of just telling her to shift back into giving attention and focus to her nutrition, her sleep, and her self-care, we first address this sneaky and very poisonous thought, I feel out of control, because she had no idea how quickly and forcefully it had taken up residence in her mind. When she realized it, it was a matter of bringing the focus and attention back to what she does have some and complete influence over. The feeling out of control track was playing on repeat in her brain, so I interrupted it and asked these questions. How is it not true? What are you forgetting that you are in control of? And if you were 100% in control of all of the things that mattered, how would you show up? These questions pulled her out of that hole where she was indulging in stress and worry and back into action as a response, ding, 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 and not a reaction. She moved from, I feel out of control to, I am in control of me. And that changed everything about her experience of the new lockdown. She wasn't fighting with the idea of being in lockdown anymore. She was taking that energy and focus and putting it back into her nutrition, sleep, self-care, and a host of other things she discovered she was that were in her control. You see, often we indulge and let those emotions lead the way because we're trying to argue with the past. Like, it shouldn't be this way. We should all be racing and things should be normal. And that, my friends... That's a lose-lose situation. The past will always win. 
a hundred percent of the time. Think about it this way. You have two doors in front of you, one labeled next best option and one labeled change the past. And you keep going to the change the past door, even though it's locked. You keep hoping that just maybe this next time you reach for the handle, it will open. It's not going to open. So why do you keep going back? When we move out of COVID times, the same remains true because there will always be things outside of your control. Other people, the weather, water conditions, road conditions, etc. You could spend your time feeling out of control there. You absolutely could. But remember, feeling out of control is a choice. Respond to the adversity with courage and confidence. Put your rational and logical brain in charge. Pause, observe, and proceed with the things you have some and complete influence over. There is always a way. You just have to find it. The other piece that's wrapped up into all of this is the uncertainty we're all feeling. Here's what I want to share about that. The truth is, is that there's always uncertainty. It's not new. It just feels heavier because it's heightened collective uncertainty. And at our core, we all want to be able to look into that crystal ball and see when we're guaranteed to race again. Am I right? But what if this uncertainty that you're dealing with right now is the exact training you need to set yourself up for your next race, whenever it is? Did you ever consider that this current version of uncertainty is for you instead of against you? How could that be true? Think back to your last race, maybe last month or last year. You had a plan, some hope, and a little luck. The same is true right now, if you're willing to see it that way. And with this uncertainty, you have a decision to make. Either you keep training at or close to the level you normally would be at this time with the plan to race when the opportunity presents itself, or you pivot, reassess your goals, do something new, maybe spend time with your family, pick up a new hobby, finally take care of that nagging injury. Maybe you go for a promotion at work. Do something your 2019 self would have never dreamed up. But make that choice. Love your reasons for it. Stick to it and have your own back. Don't blame the uncertainty for staying in limbo. Neither choice is good or bad or even better than the other. It's a choice that you make for yourself. But you have to choose because that choice is in your control. That is one of the things you have control over. And when you don't choose, you use the uncertainty against yourself to stay in that powerless place. To mind your controllables is a choice that you make over and over and over again in various forms. It looks different for each of us, but the common denominator is the same, and it's this. Control starts in the mind. Don't give that up. All right, my friends, that's it for this week. Until next time. Hey, it's me again. If you want more juicy tips on how to train your mind, hop on my email list. The link is in the show notes. 
As soon as you join, I'll send you the 10 triathlon truths your tri-coach hasn't told you. And then I'll drop in your inbox weekly with new tips that will change the way you train and race. See you there.